0: Before we get this party started, I want to take a moment and give a big, warm shout-out to our newest Patreon, Brianna G. Brianna, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. I am sending you a virtual hug right now, right at this moment. I know you can feel it. And if you, too, are interested in getting your very own shout-out on the show, plus live virtual classes taught by yours truly, podcast stickers, and a love note sent in the mail, please consider supporting us on Patreon. You can check it out on patreon.com forward slash yoga and podcast. The and is spelled out. The link is also in the show notes. Now let's enjoy this upcoming episode. Welcome to the Yoga and Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Weber, a yoga and embodiment teacher who is living and learning every day here in beautiful Austin, Texas. And I am so curious about all things yoga. And this podcast is an invitation to open up your aperture to how we might view yoga. Is it possible that yoga is more than something that you do? on a piece of rubber, but could it be infused into other aspects of our lives? This show is also a celebration for the hardworking people in the mind-body community who are being of service and are contributing to the world in creative and innovative ways. Thank you for what you do. Today, we will explore the subject of yoga and the artist way. We will sit down to chat with feminist, artist way facilitator, and yoga teacher, Sarah Sullivan of Radiant Moon Yoga. We will be discussing all about yoga and her 13-week course that she offers based around the book called The Artist's Way. We will discuss how this course can help one to deepen their creative expression in their lives, but also other wonderful things can arise from this course, such as friendships, Sarah will share more of what she has learned from teaching these courses. So stay tuned, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode, y'all. Joining us on today's episode is yoga teacher, feminist, and the artist way facilitator, Sarah Sullivan of Radiant Moon Yoga. Hey Sarah, how are you?
1: Woo, I'm good.
0: I'm so happy you're here. I I love I love everything you're about and I ran into you the other day randomly and I felt like it was meant to be and We started talking about the show and now you're here and um, you have so many wonderful things you offer. I'm so glad you're here. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit more?
1: Sure. Well, first I want to say that I'm really happy to be here. I've listened to some of your episodes and I'm like, man, Ashley's got it going on because you're, you're really, really creative and fluid as to what you offer. And you always make me feel so comfortable whenever I take your class. So I just wanted to honor you. So um, I feel more comfortable than I would be otherwise. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. so uh, let's see a little bit about me. Um, I live in Austin, Texas, and I love it here. I love our air quality. I love how much green there is. Um, I maybe don't love it in August as much, but um, I really love being in Austin teaching yoga because we have one of the badassest yoga <sighs> communities that I know of. <laughs> yes. And uh, the other day, uh, one of the things I needed to do in the artist's way was you had to make a list of, of heroes. Mm. And I listed all these different yoga teachers that used to teach at Yoga Yoga. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how did that happen? That so many unique women all together, well, and men as well, Mm -hmm. but anyway, I I digress. I just wanna acknowledge that we've got a killer team here in Austin that teach yoga and um, I'm glad to be part of it.
0: Yes, definitely. So um, a little bit more about you. So let's, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your background. Um, how, how did you come to Austin? Like, tell me more about that, your journey. I know you are a massage therapist. Like what, what has been your journey to get to this point?
1: Okay, well, I'm gonna take it back to, I probably was introduced to yoga in high school in an acting class. And I remember thinking that my teacher was weird making us do that stuff. (laughs) And and then in college, I went to Northwestern. um, We had a teacher that also had us do yoga Mm -hmm. and I was really competitive at the time. So I was like a pusher in yoga and I kind of didn't get it. Cut to I'm waitressing in LA. Mm -hmm. I get fired from a a waitressing job and I was so pissed. I was so angry that I was like a Tesla coil going. (laughs) And I was like, shit, I got a problem. Like, um, this isn't just anger about getting fired. This is like anger, like I need anger management. So anyway, I found this yoga teacher. His name was Yogi John. He was on Fairfax in LA, he had a lot of tattoos and he taught me yoga for a month. And after the month, I was a lot calmer and then I could get another job. So that's what got me into yoga. And that's when I realized, wow, yoga can change people a lot because it was like my third chakra was if I didn't do something, I would have either exploded or um, hurt someone Mm -hmm. like myself or someone else.
0: Well, what's, I, I was laughing a little bit when you were saying that, because I know, I know you, I mean, we know each other well enough. And I, when I think of you, I don't think of someone with an anger problem. And just the thought of you being, being like having at a point in your life, being a live wire, so angry is just, to me really speaks to yoga even more. Cause that's so not the person I know at like, not even
1: a little bit. So. There you go. So it works. It works. <laughs> so, so then cut to uh, I did a training. I did a training in 1999 at Santa Monica Yoga. And that's where I met the, the, the woman who ran the, the yoga studio. His name was Misty Carey. Mm-hmm. And she taught this thing called The Artist Way. Mm. And The Artist Way is this book that was written by Julia Cameron. And it's about how to be more creative. Mm. And um, anyway, I'm kind of like jumping all over the place. But, um, so I did my first teacher's training at Santa Monica yoga. And then um, I then taught at an all girls school called Archer School for Girls in Brentwood, LA. And I taught sixth through 12th grade yoga and meditation. And that probably taught me the most about being creative because um, it had to be fun or else i wouldn't have kept their interest so Mm -hmm. I i had a lot of humor but i learned more from the girls i think than they learned from me so we did these projects once i taught them how to um how a yoga class goes i immediately had them teaching the class
0: Oh cool. I did not know that. I did not know that you taught in an all-girls school. Like Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and middle school is a really time good time for girls to be with other girls because I don't know about you, but when I was in sixth grade, I was in a class with all boys and I just shut down. I was like, Oh, the boys, mm-hmm. they they know I'm gonna hide. So yeah. um Women around other women speaking up, finding their voices, that's important to me.
0: I love that.
1: So let's see where I'm going with the story. I'm like going back and forward. Um, So uh, then as all things end in 2008 with the economic downturn, they decided that they couldn't pay what they were paying. I I had a really nice wage as a yoga teacher, full-time yoga teacher for five years at the Archer School for Girls um my job got eliminated and i was bummed yeah so the thing that's so great about yoga is you get to feel your feelings and then decide what to do Mm. and so i was like man this is really bumming me out should i stay in la and be bummed out and i was like no this is a time to jump this is a time to do something that you wouldn't normally do and so i had these two friends and they told me about Austin and they had both lived in Austin and they said, why don't you, um, come to Austin? So, uh, one of my friends, uh, she and I came and stayed at a friend's house and I was like, yeah, Austin will do. Cool. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't find a boyfriend in LA to save my life. I just could not, everybody was so consumed with themselves that, uh, that all worked out too. So I, I got I got a job here working at Yogi Yoga and I got a boyfriend and that was helpful.
0: Oh, wow. I've heard that about LA, that it is hard to date in that town. And it makes sense as you given the reason why. So since 2008, you've been in Austin. Yes. Cool. So what, um, I want to know more. There's so much more I want to know, but let's get <laughs> to the next question. What is your yes. personal definition of yoga?
1: here's my i've been thinking about this today <laughs> it kind of answers your question it kind of doesn't yoga is a practice it's not a perfect
0: mm. it's an open-ended answer or an answer that leads to interpretation it sounds like
1: well i'm a recovering perfectionist mm-hmm. and it wasn't oh you too
0: And people pleaser. I'm in recovery
1: for that as well. Oh, honey, me too. So when I finally realized like, oh, in a practice, you can do it messy. You could do it wrong. And it's a practice. And just by showing up, you're going to find what you need. Mm. And I, I, I wish I, and now I apply that to everything. It's just like, just show up like even for this interview, I'm like, I'm not prepared. And I was like, no, just show up. I love
0: it. And I love how, I love how we were talking the other day and you sounded really prepared to me because you're really passionate about, um, what, what we're going to talk about more and the title of the episode yoga and the artist way. And I was very, very, very intrigued by what you had to say. Um, but let's before we get into that, what did you do? Um, well, what did did you want to talk about? What you did before yoga, uh, film, being in film, and, sure, yeah, and all
1: that? Yeah. so I started out as an actor, and I moved to LA, and I was a waiter for many years, uh-huh. and um, I uh, enjoyed that. It was really cool. Um, I also got it, it was a learning opportunity. I also got to stand in for Renee Russo on a few of her films and that was really cool. She's a wonderful, wonderful woman. But I learned some things about my ego. So when you stand in for someone, the movie stars are team one Mm -hmm. and the the stand-ins are second team. And man that was really hard on my ego cuz I was like man I'm so close to doing this thing that I want to be doing but I'm but I'll never be first I'm in second team. Ooh. So it was, it was a learning I was like wow I got a big fat ego.
0: Don't we all?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it was but it was a good experience cuz I was like well I'm not really getting what I need and and then the only other part that I want to say about um working in film, I also did production coordinating, was um, as as an actor, when I'd go to auditions, uh, you'd see 50 people in the room, and everybody looks about the same. Oh. And it was such a waste of time. I, I was like, that that's why I like teaching yoga, because it's like, you can have an impact on someone's life rather than like, how you look it's like who cares how you look Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but um the point that i wanted to make was um i went from being an actor wanting to get people to affirm me on the outside Mm -hmm. to teaching yoga where i affirm myself and man that's a much more loving powerful place to be it's like my happiness does not depend on anybody outside of myself. Well, I mean, you know, obviously I need my family and my friends, but mm-hmm. I don't need someone to tell me that I'm enough. It's like, I know that I'm enough.
0: Oh yeah. That, I mean, that, is, that is, that speaks to my heart when you said that, that's so in being of service, there's is just something so fulfilling about that. Um, so that's beautiful. Did you want to share more about, um, you mentioned when we talked previously family and um oh yeah up something and then yeah, that yes
1: into... okay yeah that was how i made my change from from being in the film business i forgot film oh business. okay so my sister was working on this movie with shack it was uh-huh. called shazam
0: oh i love that movie when i was
1: yeah i, was I haven't i haven't seen the film and it was the day she was a set decorator. So she's in charge of how the film looks uh-huh. and, or she still is a set decorator. And it was her day to bring, um, to, to, to bring some stuff to the set. And she had this headache. And anyway, the medic, there's always a medic on the set. And he said, you know, you should go to the hospital. So she goes to the hospital, they check her out and they say, um, it's your kidneys. And then I got there, and they said it's like a forest fire has burned down all the trees, and the trees can never be replanted. Oh my god! And so that 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 was him describing uh, kidney failure, because in the kidneys, it it does look inside of them. They're they're really small. They're only they're only wow. this big, um, which is smaller than my my fist. Um, you have all these trees that that clean your blood, but anyway. So she needed a kidney, and uh, as much as my sister and I beat each other up when we were kids, uh-huh. I really love my sister. So I said I would give her a kidney, and so um, we wow. had a, we had a year's preparation time to get our heads around it, and we had to do a lot of process work because you know you have sibling rivalry and all that.
0: Oh. God. Yeah. I mean to be honest, I don't know if I would do that personally. I mean that's horrible, but I'm I just I'm I'm just admire how generous you are to My
1: my sister's a pretty spectacular human being. She, uh-huh. She's tough and and we're we're tough with each other, but I still uh-huh. love I love her. So that yeah. all worked out and my sister's fine. But that's when I made my transition. I was like, well, why do people get sick? Uh And and what's the processing part of that? Uh, My sister's fine. I got into the healing arts. I switched streams. I was like, I became a massage therapist. I started to teach yoga. And I was just like, man, it was like the lights turned on inside of me rather than me feeling, like I always was like, I'm not enough like, I don't know, like I was so, um, objectifying myself. I turned on myself. And so now it's like, life is a lot better.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, that is an amazing journey you've been on and, um, wow, what a, what a complete shift that, you know, kind of tragic sad thing but then it became something really beautiful and your sister's now fine and you your trajectory just completely switched um that is amazing yeah yeah let's talk more about the artist way um so so you mentioned you already mentioned the first time but what was what was so impactful about the artist way in particular Uh, would you want to talk more about that?
1: Sure. Um, I think it was the first time that I was in somebody's house Mm. with a small group of people studying, not at school where bells are going to ring or because I'm a really sensitive person. And so My whole, like, I remember growing up being in school and like the bells would scare the bejesus out of me, or I was in the swim team and like all day, I'm like, the gun is going to go off and then I'm going (laughs) to jump into the water. So there was something muy tranquilo about, wow, here's Uh this. So my teacher was so loving and she's like, we're going to have some tea and we're going to talk. And then we're gonna take a little break and then we're gonna come back. So I was like, man, this is the way to learn. Like somebody encouraging me and loving up on me. So I took her as my role model. And then when I've taught the artist way, I've done it both in Los Angeles and and here in Austin, Um, we'd circle up, we'd always have our tea time. And I just, I, I really loved it when we met in person that was spectacular because what would happen is the groups are usually from eight people to 12 people, but everyone would learn from one another. Mm. It's like, like bees, cross-pollination. Mm-hmm. And the depths to which we all changed together was just, you, you, it was unfathomable.
0: That's beautiful. It sounds like like a meeting your tribe, like in a not overstimulating environment in a very peaceful environment. And then like-minded people coming together, quite possibly also sensitive and um, like seeing it. And I, I'm also a highly sensitive person and I teach these highly, it's called sensitive soul. It's like a little group. And what similarly to your point of these groups what I like about teaching my sensitive soul group is, you know, sensitive people or highly sensitive people are a little bit rare and we're kind of an odd bird and we're <laughs> not highly sensitive. We're not around like not sensitive people. And then we're the weirdos. And for, at least for me, what I could see in some of the groups is like people being seen for who they are for the first time. And everyone can relate bing, to that.
1: bing, 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 bing. Yeah. Yeah. You're Very got it.
0: powerful. And like, to your point, like friendships, friendships can blossom from that place of like true, like seeing each other.
1: Yes. And, and the other point is it's one thing if you meet one, two or three times with one group, but this course is a 13 week course, which is a long time.
0: Yeah, that is.
1: And, you know, speaking of meeting boyfriends or girlfriends or just friends, 13 weeks is enough time to really uh, get to know another person, get to know yourself a little bit better. Uh, it usually takes three months and, you know, there's that special number of, you know, 40 days uh, creates a new habit. Um, so it's 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 long enough that you see who's going to stick with it.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean this is fascinating. So I don't know much about this the Artist Way. Could you elaborate more on like what is it like? Is are there is it a book? Are there yes. tools that we learn from Artist Way? Is yoga involved somehow? Oh, there it is.
1: <laughs> Here it is, the Artist Way. It is a book. And it was it was published in 1992. Mm. And as coincidence would have it, I worked for the publisher in LA when the book, either bef- when it came out or after it came out, which is just, that's just a sidebar. I mean, it just means I'm old and the book's old. But, or serendipity. <laughs> or serendipity. I like that. Yeah. But, but what's cool about it is many people own it. And some people, they're like, oh yeah, I own that book, but I've never done it. And the reason why they haven't done it is because it's hard as hell to do it by yourself.
0: Oh,
1: to stick with something for twelve weeks and and have a fire burning under your butt. No, you need to be accountable, and that's what's wonderful about this group is we meet each week and we we have to say so. Here are the tools. It, it, okay. So it's a it's a twelve chapter book.
0: I see. Okay,
1: but the intro is really long and the intro kind of lays out how the course goes mm-hmm. and um the two tools that you use are morning pages which is journaling mm. but you have to do it in the morning mm. and it's interesting in the past when I have taught it I was like it doesn't matter when you do it just whenever you do it is fine Now I realize that the reason why you do it in the morning is you're trying to get past your sensor. Uh, You're trying to get past your egotistical mind. So when I'm bleary eyed asleep, I try to wake up and I just scratch out like uh, my dreams or this is how I feel. And you have to write three pages.
0: Ooh. So a little a little more of a subconscious state, I guess, is the point of the morning and yeah. Right. Okay.
1: So that's one thing and she calls them and I forgot to say who she is, which is probably the most important part. Oops, Julia Cameron, it's her book. Okay. The Artist's Way. She is a magnificent human being. She was born in Libertyville, Illinois. I'm also from Illinois. And, oh. it's, and it's funny because this lady who took my class, she said, cause she also has it on tape. And I, I suggest for people, not on tape, on CD or you can get the, you can get it however you get it electronically. But um, I like to both read it and hear it auditorially because you'll hear different things. And she, she's got a funny uh, Midwestern accent. Uh-huh. And so this woman in my class, she said, she talks weird and you talk the same weird way. <laughs> what a compliment. Yeah. At first I was like, what do you mean? And then I'm like, oh, I kind of know what you mean. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's one of the tools. And then the second tool is that you um, take yourself on an artist date. Mm,
0: and what does and that, that
1: look like? Well, that looks like nobody can go with you. And if if someone were to treat your inner child or your inner artist in such a loving way, how could you do that for yourself? Mm. I find that one really hard to do. I can easily blow off the artist date. Mm. But we're supposed to do it every week.
0: Oh, is it... Is it like you have to go out or can it just be in your home and can you just bring crafts with you or like, what is that? It could just be either.
1: It could be either. Oh, okay. but here's the important part. You're supposed to plan it. Like, so it's like, you're talking to your inner self. Like, Mm. here's what we're going to do. Like if you could be collaging, you could go to a movie, you could just go for a walk.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: It's really- that's so
0: important because, um, so I used to be into charcoal, like when I was a kid, I used to be really into drawing, I could do kind of like life drawing at one point, like when I was, a, like I was a kid, though. And then, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. And um, when I became an adult and had to pay bills, I set that part of myself off to the side, because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't practical, or it just you know, just other things get in the way. And I, I really do. I truly miss that part of myself and, and it's not cultivated anymore. So, you know, if I were to get back into life drawing, I'd have to just, you know, start where I'm at and it it would not be cute. It would not be the level of artisticness that I once had. And, um,
1: but it would come, it would come back.
0: It would come back it would need it would need a lot of nurturing i think so i love that what what this is this program's about is prioritizing that prioritizing cultivating nurturing that artistic side of you whatever that yeah. means it sounds like it could be a lot of different activities
1: and her 12 chapters are so well written like i couldn't do this book like 15 every time you do it it's you're you're different or I'm different Uh, and and so you have a different experience and there's homework and, but having your team, your posse of these other people. uh, So I always offer it, um, for both men and women, but only women have ever signed up for my version of this. Yeah. That's a coincidence. So, so a male is always invited. Uh-huh. It always turned out that it's women. So you get this posse of women that really want the best for you. And they they want, like, I want you to get your charcoals out, Ashley.
0: I do. I do too. I, I will after the interview is over. Well, I'll, I'll find them. and
1: Because not everybody has what you have. Only you have what you have.
0: Thank you. That's very, that's very encouraging and very sweet. And I, I appreciate that. So how, let's relate all this to yoga. So how, how is yoga related to this or is it, I mean, is it, is there a crossover or do you incorporate yoga or?
1: Well, let's see. I definitely have us do some grounding because, um, we always will do some breathing exercises and some oming before we get started. So we could create a sacred space. Ah, and so now, um, this year it was the first time I've done this on Zoom. So we, we create the sacred space, we breathe, mm-hmm. and you can feel a shift, and then you're ready to um, hold yourself in the highest personal regard, and then hold everybody else in the highest personal regard. And then we always end with either an OM out. But um, mm-hmm. what I find is, um, because I taught girls, no one can sit still and and take like we all have different learning styles yes so some of us need to be moving around and it's like in the beginning i remember thinking well these kids aren't behaving and it's like no learning styles everybody learns differently mm-hmm. and and that's what the artist's way is finding your own unique way how do you best learn ah. so the way that it crosses is my definition for yoga. It's a practice, not a perfect. Mm. What is art? It's a practice. You just keep showing up doing whatever. I mean, you have to be willing to do it really badly in order for it to grow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's perfect what you bring. Well, not to say the word perfect, but (laughs) that's excellent. What you bring up the point of how yoga is integrated is well you are a yoga teacher and yoga teachers are amazing at holding that sacred container for a group and you know my background i used to teach pilates and there's not there's nothing wrong with pilates other than the thing i noticed with teachers who teach pilates the holding space looks different than a yoga teacher holding space and i was incredibly attracted to becoming a yoga teacher for that reason they know how to set the tone it's like this beautiful thing and um, and i like what you're saying about the book the artist way is people get to learn in their own way their own styles same thing with yoga yoga it's like yoga's a traditional yoga class there's a framework but basically you know each person is having their own experience and doing what's best for them so i can see how it's very yoga like yes Cool. Exactly.
1: And, you know, there's homework, and uh, sometimes I'll make a joke and I'm like, so um, you have to do all the homework and we're going to check in. Like, I'm like, the, the joke is, it's like, we don't do it that way. Like, uh-huh. the joke is, um, I'll usually say that there's a few extra tasks to do, and I'll say which ones I'm suggesting that they do. But I'm like, ultimately, your artist gets to decide which tasks you do and which tasks you don't do. Because Mm. this book is so dense. You can't do it all. And Uh. so some people, like a perfectionist might be like, I'm gonna do it right. And it's like, no, there's there's no right way to do it. So I just wanted to explain that when I first did it with Misty Carey, I didn't read the book. Okay. I didn't do my homework. All I could do was show up. Mm. And cause some of us, I mean, when we're broken or we, or we feel like we're broken, just knowing that like the same thing with yoga, just get yourself on the mat and do the parts you can do. And then time goes by and you might come back another time. So, you know, this is maybe about I think it's about my 15th time, sometimes exaggerate,
0: wow.
1: but um, my 15th time, it's easier, like some stuff I can do that I've never been able to do before.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds really fascinating. Like this is an ongoing thing that you can do again and again, and it keeps evolving. Who, who do you recommend take your course? Hmm. Like
1: any, anyone who wants to cultivate a more intimate relationship with themselves. Mm. Because the, the morning pages, she calls it a brain drain. Um, mm-hmm. So you could do it in the morning. And and again, the artist way, you might do them at night. You might do them when your child is asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you rest on the page. So, so actually, do you care if I read something? Go for it, yeah. This is called Rules of the Road. and and this is written by Julia Cameron. It's in her book. Okay. Rules of the road. In order to be an artist, I must show up at the page and use the page to rest, to dream, to try. Two, fill the well by caring for my artist. Three, set small and gentle goals and meet them. Mm. Four, pray for guidance, courage, and humility. Five, remember that it's far harder and more painful to be blocked, to be in a blocked artist than it is to do the work. Mm. I've got five more I'm going to do real quick.
0: Sure. Be
1: alert always for the presence of the great creator leading and helping my artist. Seven, choose companions who encourage me to do the work, not just talk about doing the work or why I'm not doing the work. Mm. Eight, Remember that the great creator loves creativity. Nine, remember that it's not my job to, remember that it's not my job to do the work. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And this happens sometimes in the artist way because we do read some stuff out of it. And it's remember that it's my job to do the work, not judge the work. Mm. And lastly, it says, place the sign at my workplace. Great creator, I'll take care of the quantity, you take care of the quality.
0: Mm. I, I, that's, a, that's a beautiful uh, list. And what I'm getting from that is surround yourself by the right people that encourage creativity and then owning your own creativity. Like even if you feel blocked or it sounds like, especially if you feel blocked, take, your, take this course you're offering. But also, you know, acknowledge that we're inherently creative, even if we don't feel like it.
1: Everyone's supposed to sing, everybody's supposed to dance, everyone's supposed to doodle. Yeah. Mm. And the other thing that we do is we have a Facebook page just of the small group that comes together. Wow. And then people will post pictures of some of their scribbles or pictures that they took that made them feel connected. We do a lot of sharing mm-hmm. so that we can encourage one another.
0: Oh yeah. That's inspiring. Whenever I have a few friends in my life who are very creative and I see what they're doing. And I always feel like that it just motivates. They're not even it, it they're just being themselves presenting this thing they created and just by them being creative motivates me. They don't have to say anything. They don't have to, just by action I think is encouraging. Ooh, I love, I love that you do this and you've been doing it for, you said 15 times. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a more balanced lifestyle.
0: Mm. Let's just talk about you and your yoga teaching.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's just
0: talk about you. Yeah. What are you really passionate about as a yoga teacher? Is it anatomy?
1: Ooh, I, <laughs> I'm everything health mm. since my sister okay. If you ever are sick yourself or someone you love is sick, it's just, it's an opportunity to learn. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't know about the kidneys. It had my sister. And and then when you, when you learn one thing I, or I'll speak for myself, I, I want to learn more. Yeah. So, yes, I love the anatomy and I love to make the anatomy. Um, simple. Mm. I studied at a really cool place called the Tao Healing Arts in Santa Monica. And once again, it was a small groups of people like this, this man named Dr. Kaneko, He was my teacher. There'd be like 20 of us hanging around, learning how, where the shiatsu points were, but we were teaching each other what we were eating Mm -hmm. and how it was affecting us. And it was like, it was like a little work station of us sharing ideas. And, and, and so that's how, what I see with yoga is learning which foods affect you in certain ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, another definition for yoga is bringing the opposites together, Mm. the polarities and that's balance. So, finding the right foods that'll balance, finding the right occupations to do that will balance, knowing your dosha and Ayurveda so that you can find your balance. But I think maybe my, my happiest thing that I've been teaching lately is I'm really into the structural muscles of the lower back mm. and heart. So that-
0: Why, why specifically those?
1: Well, because we have two legs Mm -hmm. and we need to be able to stand and walk, uh, in order to have health, uh, it's very grounding. And, um, so there's this holy trinity of muscles. There's the front of your thighs, which are your quads. Mm -hmm. There's the ilial psoas, which is the muscle that connects the bottom body to the upper body. Mm -hmm. And then there's the performance. So those three muscles are like the Holy Trinity. I make sure that everybody, every class gets those worked so that they could feel better structurally as a person that walks around.
0: I didn't know that those were the Holy Trinity. That's amazing.
1: No, I, I, I don't know if it's written anywhere.
0: Well, I mean, that just. I didn't know, like, from that perspective, I see what you mean, but I, I didn't, I didn't think of those three particular muscles, but yeah, I mean, cause the psoas is the only muscle that connects to the back and the leg. Right. And then right. The, emotional, the piriformis, I mean, I, I know enough, but
1: well, you know, I, know I guess more, you know more so, about this. So, so I mean. because of my sister's kidney thing, like I'm all about like, where's the kidney? So, uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah is under your lowest rib and, and right where your kidney is. That's where the ileal psoas attaches,
0: attaches. Okay. right near
1: the kidney. And then it goes down to your, your femur bone mm-hmm. at your lower trochanter. So it's like a rubber band that goes from back to front. Mm-hmm. So that's the sole muscle of the body. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, maybe it's not a holy trinity. Maybe it's a holy square because also you, you could add the hamstring in there yeah. as well.
0: Oh, okay.
1: If the hamstring, if you don't have a stretch in the hamstring, then the quad, because the front and back of the quad. Yeah. So it's a, it's a practice, not a perfect in how I'm teaching it as well.
0: Just thinking of the lower half of the body, you know, people can be so in their heads, you know, and, and just, you know, all that air ether up there and, I, I noticed the more we can like focus on the lower part, it's like people are just just more peaceful, just more like they can take a breath. And um, and those and to your point, those areas, yeah, like those need to be taken care of because they do get neglected and it can affect like what you're saying, walking and, and all that. and. Um, I just love anatomy and I love that you're talking about anatomy and I could talk to you forever about anatomy, but let's get back to you. What are you curious about right now? And this could be related to your work or it could just be something you're curious about in life.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I'm silent. I'm like, I'm curious about so many things. I'm like, what am I curious about? I am curious about how our culture may change with having a vice president who's a woman in the White House. Mm-hmm. A woman of mixed race.
0: Yeah. With just
1: having a woman there. I am so thrilled.
0: Me too.
1: Because I, I believe modeling behavior is how we learn best. That That's what we at Archer School for Girls the headmaster that I really liked when I was there initially, she said, be bold. We would rather te- have you teach something and it totally doesn't work. Be bold and show these girls how to be bold. Don't just do it how anybody else would do it. And so um, having children see people that look like them as leaders, that it's the best. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to have a leader that's a woman.
0: Yeah, me too. It was just like, it it was just shocking. Like I couldn't, I'm sure you felt the same. Like when we heard the news, it was like,
1: uh, 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 what, you
0: know, it just it didn't feel real. And now, now it's sinking in more and me too. I am so excited about the future. How do you reset personally?
1: Well, I reset by sleeping mm. at least eight hours, but I have one other thing that I do that's really important to me is um, when I wake up in the morning, I do the yogic thing. It's called Abhyanga, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. not
1: Abiyolder. Abhyanga. <laughs> and I might even, I might even be pronouncing it wrong. So is that I'm a sorry. yoga joke? That's a yoga joke. <laughs> I love that. So Sometimes when I wake up, I'm scared. Like I've had a, like my nervous system is kind of jumpy. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I do is I have a hot pot next to my um, sink. Mm-hmm. And I, I pour hot, really hot water over a washcloth, put it over my face. And then I'll put it over my chest, the back of my neck. It's like a mini sauna. And, then, and I just put it on all the different places, especially my belly, because my belly can feel funny. Even uh-huh. my hoochie coo, I love <laughs> up on my hooch. And uh-huh. then I use some oil and uh, I use coconut oil because I like it the best, but you could use sesame oil or almond oil and I, I will put it on. That is so calming for me to have myself calming myself. It makes such a difference. So I get my whole body, you know, a little bit of oil, not a lot. I don't make it messy it uh-huh. sucks right into my body and then my nervous system is all good to go
0: i love ayurvedic body oiling Ambianga. i love it so much and it has been a game changer for me also for my nervous system and it makes for whatever reason it also makes me regular i don't know how it works i mean i i know ayurvedically how it works you're putting more earth into your body and so that's more balancing depending on your constitution but before any big event or any public speaking thing I do I body oil like a, like throughout the week and then the day the day of before and it, it it just like it's just the it's like a super like it's like you're learning a secret or something
1: I never <laughs> thought to do it before doing something but yeah it's like I feel so soothed like somebody loves me and it's mm. me <laughs> yeah
0: what I love, I love how you say you get a warm, uh, I haven't thought of a warm water and a rag and like a washcloth and, and kind of putting the moisture in your body first.
1: That, I mean, that makes it's, sense. It sucks right in. It's just like if you were at a spa and they mm-hmm. pull out one of those hot towels mm-hmm. and, and I have a, there's two floors in my house. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to, I'm, I'm also, I really like to take care of the planet. So instead of making the heat, the, the hot water run until it's hot, I can use a hot pot. And then it's, it, I only need a little bit of water and it's ready right away.
0: Wow. I'm going to, I'm going to steal that trick. That's a great idea.
1: If you put it behind your skull Uh and do something like this, anyway, it becomes like a yogic dance. You're like, Oh God, yes. More. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Sarah's putting her hands behind her head and just kind of leaning her head back. Like you're Lengthening the back of your neck a little. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, what a re- what a great recipe to start the day, like start it off. Right. What are three things about you that people may not know and might be surprised to learn about you? Tell us all your secrets, Sarah.
1: Okay. Well, my first secret is, um, in addition to my sister who has my kidney, I have another sister and she's a sister. She's she's 20 years older than me and she's a cincinnanuan dominican um and she um is so cool she used to wear a habit she's been a a nun uh longer than 50 years
0: oh a sister as in a nun
1: yes she's a a
0: long time for me to understand okay sorry
1: sorry about that (laughs) but but what i love about her is that uh, she grew up in England. She's my half-sister. We share the same dad. Man, she is so inclusive.
0: Mm. Even
1: though she's Cincinnati and Dominican, which is, a, is like in the Catholic realm, wow. she ran a retreat center for 25 years. And she really believes in like the goddess taking care of the planet. She's really into the green, like, do you know the sisters are doing more for the planet than a lot of other people? I
0: don't know anything about that world. Yes, they're
1: highly e- ecological and environmentally. They they care about the earth because God is in the earth. Oh, God is the earth?
0: They get it. Yeah, they, they understand.
1: So so that's one of my things that I just love my sister, and um and she's a nun. And what else? Two other things.
0: Arnold, Arnold
1: Schwarzenegger, or you wanna talk yeah. about that? <laughs> okay, well, one time uh, when I lived in Chicago, I heard Arnold Schwarzenegger was in town and I've always been a creative visualizer, like reading Shakti gwain's book. Mm. And uh, when I get an idea in my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna meet him. I'm just, I'm gonna meet him. Anyway, I ended up working on the film, so I did get to meet him. So that was cool. And what's interesting too, is I actually taught his daughter at Archer School for Girls. So things always come around. Oh, wow. So yeah, I've got, uh, he, he's an interesting character as yeah. we all are. We're all mixed buckets. We got some really good things and we all got some funky things. <laughs> um, all of us. And I feel like um, when I can own my own shadow, my own darkness, I don't have to worry about other people's shadows because mine's dark enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100% human over here, right here. Right here. Right here.
1: I don't know what the third thing is. I
0: know what it is. The adventure, your adventurous in okay. nature. Okay,
1: got it. Thank you. I needed a clue. So when I was reading that book, Shakti Gawain's uh, Creative Visualization, I was I was reading it while I was on a plane And I was visiting a guy in Washington, DC. And then they made an announcement and they said, "Um, this plane is going to Chicago. That's where I lived. And then we'll continue on to LA. I got this idea in my head. I'm like, I'm going to LA. I don't have a ticket, but I'm going because I'm reading reading creative visualization and where there's a will, there's a way. So um, anyway, I, I, I got off the plane in Chicago and I uh, I went to no, it was in Detroit I, I went to, to sorry I'm making the story kind of long I, I went to go to my the, the to get my plane to Chicago and it had been canceled and I saw that as a sign Ooh. and I called my sister and I who lived in LA I said Kate listen to what I almost did I almost came to LA without a ticket and she said well If that ever happens again, just do it. Just do it. You should just come. So here's what I did. I walk back to the plane and I'm really agitated. And I'm like, "Uh, this is the plane that goes to LA, right? And so I was so agitated that they didn't look at my ticket. They put it behind the rest and they just tried to calm me down. Uh... Yes, this is the plane that goes to California. So I go up the ramp. And then someone says, let me see your ticket. And I said, oh, I remember where I sat before. This is all on the sly. Oh my gosh. I'm walking on and I'm like, do I go to the bathroom? Like, what should I do? Like, I didn't plan this part. Mm -hmm. So my instincts say, sit in row 13. Somebody is going to be superstitious. And I sit in row 13 and my heart is pounding because I'm thinking like any minute someone's going to say, ma'am, you do not have a ticket. My heart's beating the doors close, we take off. And I'm like, holy shit, oh. I'm going to LA. And my ticket was to Chicago.
0: Oh my gosh. And, and you said your instincts were right. And what a, you know, what a, that number 13 is such a numerology, very interesting number, but it's interesting. That's so interesting.
1: Wow. So that was an exciting trip, needless to say because there yeah. were so many things that were happening in la at the time and i felt anything was possible and because i thought it it was well i don't know about you but it would feel like a sign the fact that
0: you went to la with no ticket like that that just seems like a sign like that things really are possible because you know, what was made impossible was very possible. You, you flew to LA. So when you got, when you landed, nobody suspected anything. I guess not because at that point they don't even care about it. They your, didn't
1: care. And I had, wow. um, I'm trying to think how I got. So I must've had just carry on luggage. Mm. Yeah. Because otherwise I couldn't have done it. Yeah. And then my sister picked me up and she's like, oh my God. <laughs> and and then there is another little story and I don't know if I should tell it now, but I had a girlfriend who was in a television series. She was in Baywatch Uh and she had this script to this movie, the Patty Hearst story. And I was like, I want to be in that movie. So I grabbed her script. I went to an agent and people are like, you can't do that agencies. They don't, they don't just let people in. And again, I was like, I went in and I went to writers and artists and, uh, I said I just I need to see somebody about this project. I I and they were like okay. And they were like you don't have an appointment or anything. I'm like no, I just I w-. and the president of the of the agency was like I'll take a meeting with you. And so we went in and he said, you know, the casting director won't be here for another week and I was like, "Well, I won't be here in another week because I'm just here <laughs> on the slide because of my Uh ticket yeah it did make me realize like wow if I don't see anything in my way Mm. it's possible
0: Mm. I mean that really it's clear I mean and I was in my
1: 20s too so I mean there might have been something about that too you know they're like
0: there is something about being in your 20s We know everything or in your 20, you know, everything. And then everything's possible. It yeah. reminds me also of this book. Um, have you ever read the book playing big? Uh-uh. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it exactly a feminist book, although it's like very much about feminism and it's about women play small and we're kind of in society taught to play small. And it gives all these examples of men just bait. I mean, you know, I'm like I you know, I think men and women are equally amazing. I'm not trying to be negative. Oh, oh yeah. In this book, they they talk about how men just kind of kind of guess their way through, you know, like they get promoted, but they really don't aren't necessarily qualified, but they still they have that confidence. and and that's what, you know, in these examples you gave about going to LA and um, meeting with an agent, you know, it's, it's the fake it, fake it before you make it, but there's like this confidence. Whereas women will usually collect, like as a collective, will like go back and take every little course before they ask for a promotion. Right. So the book is about this book is basically permission, like just do it, you know, and and don't, you don't necessarily have to do all the things again, perfectionism, right? Like
1: I want to read that book
0: i love it i have it i'll um you know if you just i can just drop it off if you oh know. that'd be lovely <laughs> all right well where can people find you
1: they can find me uh, my my email is sarah s-w-a-m-i sarah s-a-r-a-h at gmail.com uh i have a website being built it's called radiantmoonyoga.com what I love about the radiant moon is that the moon is always different, but it's always radiant. It's always reflecting the light of the sun. And so can we meet ourselves where, where we are, when we feel small, when we feel big, doesn't matter. We're still connected with that radiancy. Mm -hmm. And then the last part is um, I'll be doing an artist way group starting January 7th. And it goes to April the 1st. It'll be a 13 week course. It's $333. But if you sign up early, it's 303. And you'll meet some incredible people. And um, if you email me, I can give you more information.
0: That's so awesome. Thank you so much for spending your time with us on the show. And I really appreciate you uh, just contributing and and just being so wonderful. And um, I hope to have you back again soon.
1: Ashley, you rock. I don't know how, I don't don't know how you do what you do, but I want some of what you're having.
0: Oh, thank you. All right. Have a good day.
1: Okay. Bye-bye.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode all about yoga and the artist way with the knowledgeable Sarah Sullivan. All of Sarah's links are in the show notes. So you're just one click away from connecting with her. And I recommend that you do. The link to her online course, the artist way will be available for enrollment at the time that this episode is published. And the link to sign up will also be in the show notes. The course starts January 7th, 2021 and continues for 13 weeks. If you liked what you heard, please share this show with your friends. Word of mouth is the best way and the most organic way to advertise. And we love everything organic here at Yoga and thank you in advance for spreading the word. If you would like to connect with us, our email is yogaandpodcast at gmail.com. The and is spelled out, Y-O-G-A a-n-d podcast at gmail please follow us on instagram our handle is also yoga and podcast and let us know if you have any specific topics or guest requests for future episodes please consider joining our patreon they're great member perks such as shout outs on the show we send you podcast stickers with a love note upon signing up you can find out more on patreon.com forward slash yoga and podcast. And the the link is, of course, in the show notes. If you would like to help the podcast, please leave us a glowing five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. If you would like to apply to be a guest on the show, you can go to my website, ashleyweberyoga.com forward slash podcast. There's a form you can fill out. The theme music is by the incredible Allie Holder. Sound engineering and mixing by Bentley the house cat. Guest booking, executive production, and media by Chloe the kitty. Remember that this podcast is for everyone. If you are a human living on planet Earth, you might benefit from listening to Yoga Ann Podcast. See you next week.